Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Yannick on Chelsea podcast with me, your host, Yan. Hope you're all doing well. I hope you all had a wicked Christmas and are going to have a happy new year. Today was a great episode. I had Sadiq on, better known as Worldwide Chelsea. Really nice guy. Um, Great online presence on Twitter, all social media platforms, um, including a YouTube channel, which we talk about at the end of the podcast. Um, we talk about the result uh, against Watford. We look ahead to the Palace game, generally chat about the team. And um, yeah, it's a really great, it's a really great episode and I hope you guys enjoy it. So let's get into it. Alright guys, ladies and gentlemen, welcoming to the podcast, my mate Sadiq, better known as World Wild Chels on uh, Twitter and on YouTube. Um, Sadiq, how you doing mate? Thanks for having me on, first of all man, I'm excited to speak to you. Uh, I know we've been planning this for a long time, Buzzing, but man. finally made yeah. it happen man. Yeah dude, do you have a good Christmas? Yeah, I mean it's it's been chilled man, at, at home with family mainly. Yeah. Um, also, I've got a new role coming, new job coming up in 2019, so I'm just looking forward to that now. Oh, that's cool, man. Well, congratulations. Um, yeah, so it's been um, it's been a bit of a ride this season for the Chelsea, mate. Um, I'm sure you'd agree. Well, I've been chatting with previous guests how it all seemed a bit backwards and how we started and then sort of how we've had a recent wobbles. Um, but throughout this podcast, we'll talk about just general things about Chelsea, how we're feeling, how we, our expectations, and maybe a touch a little bit on the transfer window, but yeah. we're going to start with the result at Watford. Um, uh, I was a little bit worried about this game, dude, before we, before we um, played it, because of, not just because of last season, but because of recent form and the unpredictability of Chelsea, so, but before we talk about the game, like, were you, were you wor- worried going into it? Yeah, I was massively worried about this game. Uh, usually, I'm Mr. Positive. Uh, for yeah. example, City, I was a lot positive before that game. Uh, Watford, for me, you know, obviously, looking back at last season, I know mm. Conte gave up on the team and stuff, and the players gave up on him, and the result was massive against yeah. us. Was the back, was that the back Yoko game? Was that when he got sent yeah. off? Yeah, oh, God, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so um, that was in my mind. Um and it was a bit worrying to see reports about Sari getting a sports psychologist for the players. Mm. Uh, so I think some of them are just not good enough, but mm. personally, sorry, Ball. But um, to see that was a bit worrying. Um, and what I've noticed is we have to get the first goal in order for the team to operate properly and play yeah. with confidence. Um, as we saw against Leicester, we yes. couldn't get the first goal, hit the bar, you know, a few chances, and then they scored and we just turned off. And it was just like that. Well, yeah, that's a, that's a, a good point. Well made, mate. We could get into certainly the mentality of the players and personnel um, <laughs> of, of the players if they're appropriate for the system. But um, yeah, I, I too was worried about this game, mate, not just because of the result last season. But um, Watford seemed to have, uh, they started really well, but they seemed to be creating a sort of montage of wonder goals at the moment in the last few uh, weeks from sort of Delefeu and Pereira and um, Pereira managed to, to bang one <laughs> this game quite, quite, quite a nice game has gone rather so yeah I mean like probably most Chelsea fans would feel in the same as us bro uh, probably quite apprehensive and it was a, it was a strange game dude like for, from the off there was um, a lot of reasons 
for for me while it was a strange game because again you know even when even when we look like we're playing well because of how the season's panned out it just doesn't inspire confidence even when you see these great combinations that sort of go around the 18 yard box you know on first glance you might be like oh that's really good football you know that looks really good but after watching Chelsea enough you you sort of know well this might result in you know shit shit essentially and nothing might happen but um the main sort of talking points I'd argue would be um the Eden Hazard show obviously and we can get into that a little bit more Sadiq about his um position at the club obviously Callum coming on it's it's sad that he picked up that knock so he had to come (laughs) off but um just the fact how um when Pedro came off and he immediately got called from the bench that that that's a positive from Sari that he's he's uh, yeah. he's you know he's he's sort of choosing him to come off the bench straight away and then it was a bit of a weird one where Emerson came on to play that sort of wide forward i guess like this, which i found interesting because you thought i would have thought Barkley would have played in the front three over Emerson uh, just as a sort of light for light replacement, but maybe it was a more defensive. Um, defensive yeah. But yeah, so it, it was a strange one. I, I do want to get into Eden Hazard, but do, is there any like particular parts about the game that you thought was strange? Because like, I, I thought the whole game was, in a way, a little bit strange. But what were you thinking, Sadiq, mate? Um, I, I don't like to point out players performances really but the thing is you <laughs> go know, ahead <laughs> yeah i know but the thing is you know everyone talks about william and alonso and all this stuff i, I want to speak about rudiger i want to speak about Jorginho. yep or however you pronounce his name yep. um for me rudiger last uh, yesterday and leicester uh has been below par mm. um, I've, I've not seen him obviously i don't expect him to get so much hate or anything <laughs> But it's easy to scapegoat Alonso and William, who are poor every game. Yeah. Um, but I want to speak about Rudiger. I think he's he's not been on form recently. I think he's making too many mistakes and he's been getting exposed personally. Yeah. That's interesting. Uh, do, you, do, do you think also, sorry to interrupt, mate, but do you think in this game he was a bit of a passenger? Like, get the ball, just give it to Louise to distribute. You, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, that, that's what I mean. I, I don't know about his game yesterday. Uh, not even just yesterday against Leicester as well. He, <sighs> I don't know what it is. Uh, usually, obviously, he came out after the game, and you know he he was disappointed, and angry. Yeah. And then he came against Watford, and for me, he didn't really perform again. Um, yeah. And same with Jorginho. I mean, except for that pass to Hazard, the lob. Yeah, that was good. Lobbed what else? Over. Did, yeah. What else did he really do? In my opinion, I think second half he controlled the game, kind mm-hmm. of. But first off, in in ineffective again. Personally, yeah. you know, when he's not in the game, then sorry, war doesn't happen. No, basically. you're playing a different game. So, oh yeah, you're right. You're right to pick up on that, mate. Um, it, obviously, Jorginho. I think until like Sari's been at Chelsea for X amount of time, it's gonna be a topic of of big debate. Um, you know, the sort of he's imperative for it to work, but is he really? affecting the game and positively enough is he in the game positively enough is he being marked out the game is he too lightweight can he tackle you know there's all these questions that I think until we see a true positive results and maybe success that these questions won't go away same with N'Golo Kante uh, just just to pick up on what you were saying dude um interesting points about Rudiger because although I didn't really think about it on the time at the time of the game upon reflection you saying it, it does kind of make a lot of sense um 
Uh, also, you say you're right to say Willian does get a lot of hate, but I think he was um, quite industrial, uh, industrious in this game. A lot like Pedro in terms of Pedro. Obviously, he's, he's a good finisher and scores important goals every now and again. But what you yeah. can expect from Pedro is he's always going to like for a dude in his like thirties now. He scatters about and presses, and he actually made some interceptions like throughout the season, which have been good. But Willian had a good game for that this season I mean you know maybe he should have scored and and the the, the Twitterati will get on his back for missing a chance again but yeah I think in terms of like systematically in the game Willian did perform in this game um and I think um you know I, I mentioned on previous podcasts uh, other fans in the Premier League like fans of different teams they all like really like love Marcus Alonso and wish there were his left back you know like oh yeah you know he's like a, he's like he's like a poacher he's a he scores amazing volleys he scores headers he scores amazing free kicks but I mean I'm not saying I want Alonso out I'm of the school of thought that he should be rotated fairly with Emerson and then you know a bit more of sort of neutral analysis but I mean he was he was roasted a few times in this game wasn't he Alonso on the on the flank it's always it's always going to be the case, unfortunately. Um, obviously, go offensively, he's fantastic. Free kicks, headers, like you said, tech. Yeah. You know, it's been very unlucky this season. He's hit the post five times. Yeah, uh, record. Most. Yeah. Um, so obviously that kind of covers up his performance when he does does get the goals in. Mm-hmm. Um, but defensively, I can't rely on him personally, and especially with Kante not being on that side. Yeah. It's very worrying because I don't know if you remember against uh, Leicester. He was out of position. Georgina got ripped. Yeah. Rudy got nutmegged. And then it was a classic Leicester goal. Shambles, yeah. Imagine if Kante was there. Like I could just imagine Kante just intercepting that. Um, that was the most Jamie Vardy goal you'll see this season. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Um, sure. And yeah, maybe there's like, I don't know, like people have sort of been insinuating on Twitter, maybe maybe Hazard's not, not overly hyped on on playing with Alonso anymore on that side in terms of combinations. Um, I'm on that at all. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go, man. Yeah, I mean, that make, makes a lot of sense. I think, I think that, like you say, if he does have, like, a for him, a really good defensive performance by his standards, that's just about passable, and it's few and far between. But Sari said, oh, he likes his height. He is good in the box to defend with quite a small team. And I think if systematically, again, like theoretically, there's times where Hazard drops and play makes. And actually, in this like roaming small front three false nine system, you actually see uh, Alonso tuck into centre forward. And obviously he looks like the build of a centre forward, you know, like like a bit more of a sort of almost like a younger Giroud kind of thing in a weird way, but like does slightly different things, doesn't hold hold up the ball as well, but he's a good finisher in the box. So it's almost like, but that, you know, that's fucked up. <laughs> you don't want to rely on some like, you don't want to rely on some weird, like, I mean, who am I to critique the manager, but like some weird, like rotational system where your fullback is suddenly at the center forward position. Like maybe, it's some weird genius that just messes with the opposition and suddenly he's a poacher and he's going to head the ball. But, you know, we haven't seen him that be successful. So whether that's a theory that hasn't yeah. worked or whatever. But, you know, a, a quintessential fullback in a pacey possession system would probably, say, dictate Emerson 
But who knows? He came on and played the front three. We'll, we'll have to see what happens. A lot to be fair, on, mate, to be yeah. fair, I do kind of see why he plays Alonso. I don't know if you've seen offensive free kicks where they aim to pass to Alonso, where he tries to head it back in or volleys yeah. it back in. Knocked that's down, fun. yeah. Uh, I think that's what he meant by set pieces as well uh, when he yeah. when first him, yeah. but still not good enough for me. Man. Yeah, it's it's like I said, it's a weird one, isn't it? Like when people say, like I did a um before the City game, I did a um combined uh, no, what were you doing? A combined eleven with uh, on the YouTube Fan City channel thing, and I it was like, um, he's a really nice guy, a guy called Andy, but he, he tried to do a, what's it called, like a Tim Sherwood before the North London derby and just fucking <laughs> put eleven fucking City players in, which is like you know I I didn't I was quite humble and didn't give him any grief after the two 0 win. I was just sort of let it be, but but um. You know, he put Hazard in midfield and then it was all City forwards and stuff. And I think he just about put Alonso a left back and he's like, oh yeah, Alonso's fucking wicked. And I was like, ah. <laughs> but, but I just needed some Chelsea players in there, so we just went with it. But yeah, it's, 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 to go back to the game, bro, it was, um, it was, it was a weird one. I, I was just, you know, it, was, it wasn't calm the whole time, you know. But, but what was, I mean, before we go on to Hazard, it was... Um, Nice to see Callum come on. I mean, he's uh, obviously, even though he didn't get to make an impact on the game, you can see his intentions and you can see he just doesn't panic. He has that sort of youthful uh, fearlessness, doesn't he, where he's like, right, give me the ball, but I'm not going to be a dick with it, you know, because I've got a sort of, at the end of the day, I've got a 60-year-old Italian manager there. If I do fuck up, like, I'll do something silly, that's that's me done. So he's obviously being like responsible and creative and and I feel like maybe uh, had he not, got that hamstring knock or whatever he would have roasted that for who was playing a fullback uh whatever the the um the Watford fullback would have got knackered and roasted with a, a fresh-legged you know pacey 18 year old so um you know any any thoughts on Callum uh, in that game and uh what your sort of hopes for him I guess the rest of the season yeah I mean <coughs> when he came on as you said, he didn't really risk anything, which was good. I think getting these valuable minutes in the Premier League is the most vital thing for a youngster, especially coming through the youth uh, ranks. Um, yeah. And my first reaction is, was when he came off, I knew it was an injury. I had a thought, if you check my Twitter, I said immediately it's, it's an injury for yeah. sure. But I saw people going mad. I couldn't believe my eyes. People were calling sorry out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry, dear. Sorry, dad. I, th- I think it's because um, it was it was um, Martin Tyler might have um, insinuated it was a tactical shift, and he's like, "Oh, poor lad." You know, well, it's part of the game. So people were reacting to to his response. I think, but yeah, yeah. It, for, it, it, this is why. This is why. Yeah, I'm sick and tired of pundits, and this is why I want podcasts like yourself, my YouTube channel, Nini FC. Everyone's yeah. YouTube channel just needs to get bigger, where yeah. the fans listen to the fans. You know, also fan sure. TV, I made it like that. But mm. every club needs to push on for that now because I'm sick and tired of hearing these pundits talk a lot of rubbish. I saw that Van Dyke comment, you know, being the best defender in history. Yeah, I couldn't yeah, believe yeah. it. Yeah. I honestly couldn't believe it. it's a joke. So, well, it's reactionary. Yeah, like it just shows you like people, these pundits, are sometimes just as bad as you know these 13 year old Twitter and um, FIFA players. They can be, you know, they can be just as <laughs> just as reactionary. You know, like um. What was that whopper on a 
on an ESPN who just said like Jorginho is like the worst player he's ever seen and like why is he in the Sari team I mean even if like you know we were critiquing Jorginho for one reason or another but it's clearly obvious why he's in the Sari team you know like yeah. he's the player that is the most obvious why he's in the Sari team and this guy I mean you know I don't want to I don't want to seek pleasure in anyone getting roasted or abused on Twitter but I'm glad this geezer had um, got a bit of an, uh, an education I think for that and you know he's going to be a respected like sports broadcaster anyway <laughs> we, we can rage on this so Sadiq moving on the Eden Hazard show mate Mr. 100 slash 101 I mean quite clearly the best player on the pitch um, we can talk about his future in, in, in a few mins but um Dude, even even not. I mean, that he obviously missed that inverted commas sitter. I don't know if the ball, the bounce, did him or if he tried yeah, to, the back yeah. heel. Yeah, the, but the bounce might have done him a bit. Maybe it was a bit too clever of a back heel flick. But he was arriving at the right time, and um, <laughs> it was a man of the match performance, hands down. And he arguably, could could have should have had a hat trick. Um, give me give me some words for Eden Hazard, dude. Yeah, I mean. I've said it time and time again, best player in the league for sure. Um, consistent for many years. Um, yeah. I'm very critical about this performance though. I mean, I'm very happy that we got the win. Mm-hmm. I'm very happy that he got his goals. I'm very happy that he shows why he's the best. Mm. But I'm unhappy with the team that we have to rely on him so much. Um, yeah. You know, I don't know if you saw my tweet about someone telling me about Hazard were like Everton. An average team. Yeah. Uh, I, obviously, I shouldn't be asking you questions, but what do you think of that statement? Obviously, no, that Hazard, Dude, ask me questions. This is this is what the exchange is all about. Yeah. So, um, I, I mean, it's it's a worrying question. I mean, certainly at times. I think we did play um a, c- a couple of games about Hazard uh, this season. Arsenal I think. Won. Yeah, and we didn't we get a three nil. Some I can't remember. I mean, my my memory is not the best, dude. Um, <laughs> but uh, we I think we did a couple of games to say, oh look, we're not Hazard FC. Oh yeah, no, I remember. I might. I think I did a pod on it when I think it might have been when Barkley got two assists and a goal or something when Hazard yeah, yeah, wasn't yeah. playing, you know, so... so Peter's Burnley, I might be wrong, but... <laughs> yeah, I don't ruin it, it was Henry Burnley. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so... It is massively worrying, dude, and, and, and not just for for us in terms of performance and, you know, talking about prestige and quality of our team, but obviously, like, what's going through the little Belgian's head, Um, if he's thinking that, you know, he... he he, his favourite player to play with is Giroud and that's not because Giroud's like a cultured master it's because he's a bloody brick wall he can bounce the ball off and <laughs> just play with himself yeah. basically so um, it is worrying I think he does like <sighs> playing with Willian and stuff but it, it is worrying and it's interesting to say we're like we're like an Everton but you know Everton had scored 5 but it's it's an interesting one because we're not like the Chelsea of old that's full of warriors and leaders and don't necessarily need a magician flying around in between to make things work. We had like these sort of titans on the pitch where we'd um, just do the business. At the end of the day, the club has to sort of um, recognise its own ambition and uh, plug holes accordingly because if, um, if there's, a, there's a very, very strong chance that Eden Hazard FC might cease to be come the summer um so it's a it's a good question to pose Sadiq Um, I mean uh, certainly at the moment but but also 
we're Chelsea fans and we're going to be reactionary to an extent. I mean, if, if we bring back some like themes and context, it is this uh, new coach that's trying to bring an expansive passing style to a, to a new club. And Hazard in between is demonstrating his brilliance regardless. So, for example, say if Sari is given the amount of time to implement his football and even when Hazard's not doing dribbles, combinations, we're doing, you know, Cerismo, inverted commas, and when Kante runs in to the box, 18-yard uh, box, at the end of a wicked passing move and misses, if that goal goes in, you go, oh, classic Sari ball, finished off by <laughs> Kante. You know, you don't need Hazard for that. but and that, and that can happen, potentially, with development time, personnel, da-da-da-da-da. So with me yeah. a bit playing devil's advocate here, Maybe at times we could look like a, an Everton plus Hazard, but if you, if you if you sort of like be a bit objective, look at the whole thing and look at what Sari's trying to do. I mean, he says all the right stuff as well, doesn't he? He says like, "Oh, we yeah. don't we want to be the best team in Europe," but that's not going to be for like a couple of years. Just everyone chill out. I want to play attacking football. Give me some time. I'm not a dickhead. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, he's he's quite sure. an, he's a, you know he's a nice dude. For sure. Uh, so yeah, give it time. But yeah, well, it was a great performance, Mister One Hundred One Hundred One. So let's um let's talk about Hazard's future before uh, <laughs> before we move yeah. on, dude. Obviously, he scored a hundred goals, one hundred and one. He came, I don't know if you saw Sadiq. He came out and said uh, he he did that thing that he does when he wants to mess with our heads. When he said, "I want to be like a legend, like Terry Drogba, Lampard." After the game, uh, he's if he's not talking about how he wants to be eating tapas. In Spain, he's saying shit like that. So um, I'm going to ask you the question, what do you think about Eden Hazard's future, Sadiq, mate? Mind games, man, mind games, mind games. As always, yeah, as always. Um, you know, always international break comes out, hinting. Uh, I don't personally think he'll force the move to Madrid. I think if Madrid come out with an offer, mm. he will ask Chelsea to leave. He will not, you know, make the first step like Courtois was saying, come and get me right now. Yeah. And- so first of all if he does leave you know nothing bad to say about him personally same Um, but if he does leave I want Chelsea to get him to sign a new deal so we can get as much money as possible to Mm. then spend players that we can bring in but if it was my choice I hope he really stays Um, a bit too much personal information obviously he doesn't actually own his house he rents it around your area actually really? uh, yeah Cobham so that kind of hints that he might he might move he does want to stay here long term but then again Chelsea have been working on his brothers you know to come around Chelsea maybe talks about his brother re-signing Fulgan yeah. so Killian's still in the books as well I think yeah I mean, I mean many things can play in this and obviously Kids settled. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And also the transfer ban that could happen, you know, could persuade him to stay. The old Antoine Griezmann effect. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so I also think the board should get some blame for this. Um, I don't agree with their ambition. I don't agree with their mindset. I don't agree with short-term success. I don't agree with... Anything they're doing right now, I don't agree with the second of you know Mourinho or Conte or anything like that. Um, mm. I just feel the board could do a lot more, and especially looking at Sarri's team, he needs a lot more. He needs more signings. Most of these players can't play Sarri ball. As much as I love some of these players, yeah, defensively they're not good enough going forward. You know, I could call out 
Azpi yeah. is fantastic defensively, but offensive. Sorry, ball is it him? No, Kante. I'm a big, big fan of him. Obviously, his position needs to adapt offensively. Yeah. Is he there? Of course not. No. Alonso needs to go. Rillian needs to go. I, I can say many things, and that could be playing on Hazard's mind right now. You know, the players around him need to be world class. Are these players Champions League ambition based players? No, no, generally not. So yeah. right. the ball need to take responsibility and uh, you know for years they've got away with it people talk about Conte done this Conte done that if you look at it properly Conte wanted Sandro Conte wanted Koulibaly Conte wanted all these players when he got a no then he made jokes saying he wanted Peter Crouch Biambi all these players and then people yeah, got yeah. spoke a lot of rubbish he so worked, he worked a fucking miracle Conte as well man he like you know the way he plucked Alonso out to be a wing back and brought Moses back and just thought you know this could work yeah. and he, re- yeah. he revolutionised the league and suddenly everyone's doing it but I, I want to pick up on a few things you said man so with um with Hazard it is mind games because he does like he wouldn't do a courtois because because he says you know this club's given me everything it's willing to support yeah. my whole family I have a good time here and they treat me like the jewel in the crown because he is um it, I um yeah I met I met someone once on a train who who, who uh he, he does some stuff for him and he said and um without well leaking information this was uh two years ago so it was a while ago he said um. Uh, I was coming back from a game. He said, "If he if he can go to Real Madrid, he will try and hope for, and, and let the club release him." I don't think we'd he'd sign a new contract um, with Chelsea. And what you're saying makes total sense in terms of inflating the fee. But I think Real Madrid wouldn't yeah. pay X amount for a 28 year old going on 29 because they, they, they don't actually have loads and loads of money. I don't think there's a, I think there's an issue over there. And also, dude. Let's not forget, they're a bit of a shit show at the moment, man. I mean, we've all been laughing at, you know, Courtois oh. just shipping shitloads of goals constantly. But if you look at it, man, <laughs> I was looking at it. I mean, it's it's highly unlikely, but there is a chance that we could get top four and Madrid don't. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And then like, we <laughs> yeah. could, I mean, it's true. We could get we could be in Champions League next season, and they might not be. I mean, they're they're like uh, a point of fifth or something. They're in fourth. They're like. It, Almost identical situation to us, um, but you know we've got a much more demanding league uh, than them. But um, like you say, I, I still think uh, it, it, it's more likely he will go, um, and I don't think any fans would generally have ill will towards Hazard. Um, he's obviously yeah. broke 100 goals. He's won loads of trophies for us. Maybe we'll get Isco and Kovacic. Um, and we'll I wish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. You know, and um, and we'll have to see what happens with that. But there is, you know, it is mind games, like you say. He did come out and say he wants to be a legend. So we'll see what happens. And, and let's not forget, like early doors this summer, he said it's weird. The club hasn't actually offered me a um a contract yet, and he's expecting it. So maybe uh, there's some sort of new nuances that. I think it's already said that they've offered him a deal f- between three hundred, four hundred thousand a week. Yeah. Is it? I don't uh, know, dude. And also, Sari was like, yeah, I'm pretty confident we're going to sort it out. <laughs> it's, a head, yes, I do. it's just such a I head know. fuck. I hate it. What the hell? And also, yeah, Hazard, if you're listening to this. Yeah, he definitely thing. is, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, Madrid players get booed when yeah. they don't do that. And yeah. as a big name, when you go there, you don't want to get that same love yeah, from dude. Chelsea. You get whistled, man. Ronaldo got whistled. He's like the greatest ever player, and uh, he's he's adored here as well. And you know, like um, you might get 
he's probably getting bored of just getting battered in the Premier League, but um, they probably look around him in a very divey league in Spain. I don't know. I feel like uh, it's just you don't you don't really know, do you? Like you say, his kids are settled, but it doesn't surprise me that he rents in Cobham. But dude, you know what's weird, man? You know what's weird? You know in the games, yeah, the fans there, the fans there are a lot different to everyone on Twitter. You know, Twitter's proper... Mm. Re- well, no. they, they love Willian at the game. <laughs> yes. They love Alonso. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, it, it, yeah, well, it is very, very different. Um, I mean, obviously, there's all those, a load of stuff about fan culture and Twitter culture, but, I, you know, I, I don't want to... I'm happy to have you on, man. I don't want to waste our time too much getting into political stuff because, you know, yeah. that's been cooked to death. But um, we've, talk, uh, we've talked about the game, man. Um, it, was a, it was a bit of a stressful game at Watford. We got, it was a good away... I think we'd both agree, ultimately, it was a good away win. Um, it was very much the Hazard show. He's contributed to more goals in the league than anyone else, including Mohamed Salah, who's better be, like, the best player in the world. Um... <laughs> Good shot, man. Good shot. <laughs> mate. Um, all right, so I'm gonna. I want to take it over to part two, Sadiq, mate. Um, we'll talk about looking forward, upcoming fixtures, and then um, we'll tell the people about your YouTube channel and your Thank online you. presence. And that's in part two. All right, welcome back to part two, the Anacon Chelsea podcast. <coughs> I'm here with my homie Sadiq, still better known as Worldwide Chelsea. Um, yeah, we just overlooked, um, we just looked back at the previous result against Watford, the one that had us all sweating and laughing towards the end, hopefully. Um, but we're moving forward, mate, and we're going to look forward to the game against Crystal Palace, man. And that is, um, that's a way, uh, a bit of a bogey team. Um, again, like we said with the Watford game, a bit worried because... Uh, you know, I thought we started, uh, apparently we started a trend with beating uh, Man City <laughs> and uh, Crystal Palace did it and bloody uh, Leicester did it, didn't they? Um, obviously, they just drew to Cardiff nil-nil. Apparently, they had a lot of chances, but Cardiff can are capable of doing a shutout. Um, they're at home. I still remember the... the, uh, the, the the defeat by them after they hadn't scored a goal in seven games last season. <laughs> so uh, the whole thing does terrify. I know it's a very sort of different situation now, but um, I get, okay, your opinions, how do you feel about it on, on off the off, mate? What, what are you saying about that game? First of all, it's a 12 PM kickoff, which stresses me out. Yeah, bro. <laughs> um, I'm disappointed. Obviously it's an early kickoff and we played last, you know, late, um, we didn't we didn't really rotate players mm. from the last game, so I'm expecting the same lineup again. Yeah, um, no. and it's just it, it just it's a bit worrying because they've been a bogey team for years. The the one game I remember was John Terry when he scored the own goal, that yeah. one nil. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Wait, is that, is that like three or four four years ago or something? Yeah, yeah, I keep yeah, yeah. 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 Um, oh God, yeah. I mean. They're, they're obviously strikerless, and it's just ta- the thing is, Townsend scored his two goals for the season now, so surely he should give it a rest, shouldn't he? <laughs> but uh, I mean, a strikerless system, I don't know whether that's good or bad for us. Um, it's it, it's maybe the Zaha show again, it depends. Um, he's probably gonna do, he, he's like a he's a B tech hazard, really, isn't he? Um, <laughs> um but I, I, I it's just. 
give, I don't think have we given away a penalty this season? Because I'm just thinking of people like Milivojevic scoring either like wonder goals or penalties. But I, I don't think I don't think we have. No, we've not from a corner either. Yeah, so that's actually quite. Yeah, that's really impressive considering you know the the, the shit Louise gets all the time. And you know there was there was a, on a tangent there. Um, I was getting uh, messages from people. There's so many Louise haters out there. And although I don't think he's a long-term solution for this team, I think he's such a talented baller. And he's actually, although he's got like such a mega clangor in him now and again, he does do these little really clever bits of defending now and again. Like He does like one-on-one offside traps, which is like risky and, you know, that goes with his like nutty like style. But that, yeah. that, that shout for a pen yesterday, if you look at the replay, Delafeu did wrap his arm around Louise. So... Um, you know, people yeah. are giving him grease. Anyway, I digress, dude. Um, so, yeah, it's good that we haven't conceded a penalty. So, I'm, yeah, I've been touching with now that that's not us cursing the fucking game tomorrow. Yeah. Or, or we never saw it on the weekend for Milivojevic. But um, it really is... Uh, again, it, it, I don't know... It is, so, will it be Townsend against Alonso on the flank? I think, right? I, think, I think he'll rotate it, but yeah, it, it yeah. should solve Townsend, but he'll probably put Zara on the other side as well to see what they can do. Yeah. Obviously, they're going to aim for that corner for sure, um, yeah. which is why Luis needs to be on his top game like he was at City. That's uh, it, yeah, but I guess, again, come of, come of the talk of the man- Chelsea mentality situation, you know? Like, <laughs> we can get into that in a second, maybe, with the sports psychology and stuff. But, um, but one thing about Azpi, you're right to say not suited for the sorry, sorry ball vibe, the 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 quick passing possession forward thinking, yeah. but I tell you what, one on one defending, he he's the boy. He's yeah, yeah, so um you know, maybe Zaha's running at him, you feel a bit safer. But uh, it, again, it is Alonso. I mean, it, it would blow all our minds if um, Sari just started Emerson, wouldn't it? I mean, it would be a welcome and, and intriguing switch. But whether we'll see that, it will be, you know, I don't think he'll rotate. You're probably right in saying it will be the same side again. Um, yeah, so I guess, I guess you'd say midfield as well, bro. You, you, you see, like, you can't see. Oh, wait, do you know why Ruben wasn't in the squad today? Do you reckon it was just a bit of time off or no, yesterday, he, sorry? It was injury. There was injury. Oh, was it? Okay, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Fair enough. I was, so. I was angry. <laughs> I was going to be angry, Well. Man effective weapon isn't he off the bench uh, even like should be starting in a lot of games um, yeah so I mean hopefully this is the kind of game I think they'll be less attacking than Watford it might be a less stressful game in possession because in just open play excuse me Watford do try and play football as well which um, yeah, is a work coming at Chelsea I mean I, I did that tweet a while ago Chelsea are very good at dominating teams without actually dominating teams you know the whole just dancing around the 18 yard box until we get slapped on the break and then you know the heads might drop so but I think this this um this won't be the same as uh as Watford trying to play football for us I think it will be a chance for they are at home as well I think a chance for us to really try and you know slice them open yeah Um, Uh I personally think it's going to be like a counter-attack from them. Yeah. Uh, I can see Zaha and Townsend running yeah. so much. Which is worrying, isn't it? It's worrying <laughs> a lot. But then a again, lot. then again, you know, I think the perfect, like, counter-attacking move against us is that Leicester-Jamie Vardy move. Um, obviously, he's the... He's so... Best... 
maybe the best striker on the shoulder, even though he's getting on now. Striker on the shoulder, you back him always in a one-on-one to split defenders and stuff. And and that and that won't be the case with Palace because they'll have two sort of non-strikers, um, not necessarily no. down the middle, splitting defenders, and they'll try to combine down, which maybe gives us, you know, hopefully Kante has the chance to get back or. God forbid! I've seen Jorginho make a couple of t- successful tackles in his uh, in his time at Chelsea, but maybe that will get better. Um, I, I, I personally feel he doesn't go for the ball. I, I think he hesitates quite a lot, and he doesn't go for the ball. Do you reckon yeah. there's like an instruction in that? Do you reckon like is an instruction like you're not an interception because you're going to get the ball as soon as it's in- intercepted? Because that's what they do, right? The other the other means they get it and give it to Jorginho to distribute. True, true, true. Because there, uh, there is a few things like that. Like There's, there's some obvious patterns that, um, that, that, uh, that you can see. I don't know if it was... I can't remember who it was that tweeted it. It might have been Nini or Joe Tweedy or so, uh, someone on Twitter that talked about... Um, actually, no, no, it was Nizar Kinsella uh, from Goal. He, he tweeted about um, the first people in the press is Kante and Kovacic is not the front three the front three drop deep and these two like number eights or advanced mids they push forward and then the wide forwards tuck in and it's, it's a um, it's a very like patterny style move so and it's always the same it's nice to see that this in a way it's nice to see some form of a well it is organization organization this uh, system yeah so I mean, yeah. it's good to see and I think it may be the same as Jorginho like unless he's in a uh, yeah, under a threatening situation, do you know what I mean? Like, oh, I'm going to make a tackle now, and that's probably when the mentality drops because they're like, as as open and free flowing. Sorry, balls meant to be. There is heavy Italian drills behind it, you know. Um, For sure. So maybe, so maybe, uh, maybe he's not supposed to tackle as much. Tackle, but, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to say one well, thing uh, just, just before we carry on. I just want to remind you that. Yeah. Supposed beat Manchester City. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that's shit, mate. Everyone beats them. <laughs> <laughs> oh my days! Yeah. They're actually catching them in the league. Yeah, yeah, it's um, four points, man. That's nuts, isn't it? Um, I don't know. It, it's. Do you know what I said to? I nearly again like, every now and again I have to stop myself from tweeting things when I'm trying to keep it like professional on the Twitter and stuff but like <laughs> um, you know like your stuff that you don't want to bait people out I'm, I'm not I'm not about that you know what I mean I'm not really I, I like I like stats and I like voicing opinions and a bit of banter but I was uh, saying Pochettino if he had a Twitter account I was going to tweet if Pochettino had a Twitter account he should tweet out that Fernandinho team because you remember when uh, Pep Pep referred to a Spurs as that Harry Kane team yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, he yeah. could have said that Fernandinho team. So <laughs> when they don't have him, doesn't look good. But then yeah. we beat them when they had Fernandinho saying that. But um, I mean, yeah, okay. So let's, I mean, let's move. Back. Just, just for, just for shits, man. Give me a score prediction for the the Palace game. Five nil chills. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going for another two one. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. So, yeah, Matt, Matt, what do you reckon? Two goals from Chelsea and one back from Palace, or yeah, for sure, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, okay, all right. Well, that that let's move on to maybe player mentality before we go on to maybe like the transfer market and talk about your, your platform, bro. Where, where's your score prediction? Oh your... yeah, okay. Mine is um. Oh Jesus Christ! All right, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna go two one as well, but it's not gonna be the same. It's gonna be they're gonna score first, yeah. and then 
we will react and show a positive change in mentality. And then Sari will talk about that post-match and be like, today I'm very pleased because we show positive mentality. <laughs> um, Listen, I don't trust you in that, in that comment now, man. I don't yeah, trust. I, was, well, I don't, don't want to go behind. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a segue to, to the mentality chat, bro. So let's get into it. Um, did you say... He's hired a sports psychologist, uh, sorry, or was it just a suggestion he needs to? Um, it was reported by top journalists okay. that he will get them. Yeah, I mean, you, you, <laughs> we were going to transfers, but you, you'd imagine 90% of that time would be sitting down with Morata, probably, but it looks like <laughs> that might not be necessary anymore. Um, it's weird, right, because... Um, <sighs> It's almost like the most not. It's a collective thing, but also you'd, unusual suspects in a, in people like maybe double Premier League winning, FA Cup winning, PFA Player of the Year winning, World Cup winning, <laughs> and Golo Kante might need a little bit more confidence in himself, you know? Because he's imagine if he like was just chill in that 18 yard box like you know he had a chance he runs onto the ball so well whether he's getting his little head on it you know getting up there or he's getting on the end of balls and just not finishing chances he's a very talented footballer he can pass really accurately he can hit the ball hard he can intercept so all those things mean you can kick a ball in a goal but um he's obviously not at the moment which uh before we get into like you know a collective mentality of the team, do you think he's yeah. a good example of someone who's just letting himself down in his head? I mean, to be fair, he has done the position well in terms of trying to get forward, pressing forward, yeah, and everything. It, for me, it's his the way he controls the ball. You know, I don't, you know, I can't trust him taking on a man or, mm. you know, making that dribbling run to go forward. Yeah. You know, I've seen that sometimes he does, he does do it successfully, but I wouldn't put him at, at the top, you know, like no. he can definitely do it. So he's got a lot to adapt to. And I think Sari's asking for a lot, especially with the players on his side that are not good enough. You've got William, obviously everyone knows about him and then mm. obviously we've been talking about Aspilicueta offensively yeah, these players true. don't help Kante personally and imagine he had Kovacic and Hazard on that side yeah. it'll be a different story mm. um, so it's a bit unfair uh, obviously I called him out earlier I understand but um, I don't expect him to do wonders and expect him to do the Allen role from Napoli when Sarri was there especially with players around him that are just not good enough. So it's development as well. I mean, we got we got to be yeah. a little bit like realistic in the sense of him being such a good footballer and professional and like if you look at certain players and they're and they're different kind of without getting too fucking complicated here, different type of mentality is and like professionalism is the word I'm looking for. Like he will yeah. keep his head down and he is he doesn't have an ego to prevent him from getting better. Sure. Like, you know, he'll know that he can get better. So I mean, he's of he's clearly not ready for that role at the top level but I'm inclined to believe that you know because he can turn it's the same old shit people have been regurgitating out because he turns possession over higher up the pitch uh, yeah. and he can pass the ball that it can it can work um but yeah yeah I do I, yeah, again I'm sure you've done it on Twitter to death man the Kente role and stuff so um just let's <laughs> uh, let's just um 
go over uh, the mentality collectively of the team. Uh, do you think... I mean, again, we've both been critical a little bit of Rudiger, but it does seem like he has a little bit of that never die, want to win Chelsea in him. Uh, Louise, obviously, maybe a bit same, but different. As P should say, so you think there's some leadership maybe in the back line, but not anywhere else on the pitch. Oddly enough, the out more up up and outfield, our probably best leader is like a a guy who's just arrived and he's ex-Arsenal <laughs> in truth because he, he is like a, he, when he comes on he's like nah bollocks I'm not having this let's sort this out you know um, what, what are your thoughts man do you think this is something that's just um, a lack of confidence in their playing because it's still early days in, in the new system or do you think we need to just bring in someone who's just like you know got an iron sort of heart and just you know what you're saying yeah, I mean, it's tough because, you know, some games you see that leadership and some games you just don't see it. Um, and I agree with the back four, obviously, maybe not Alonso, but, you know, your Rudiger, Louise, Azpi, they give it 100% always. Mm. Uh, it's just sometimes that 100% is not good enough. <laughs> so... Uh, Everywhere else on the team, there's definitely no leadership um, in the midfield, up top, no leadership, mm. which is a bit worrying because we've always had, you know, your Terry's, your Drogba's, your Lampard's, Ashikol, Czech. Everyone was, everyone was proper, you know, leadership. We can rely on their characters in, in getting results. Mm. It's just not been the same but, at Chelsea. But is football changing, dude, in that sense? Like, look at look at City last season, the Centurions, the most like effectively attacking side of a season ever. I look at that side and they didn't they don't have like they didn't have Drogba, Terry, Czech, Lampard characters that just never die. They just had absolute, you know, offensive power. Do you know what I mean? You look at maybe someone like Delph who like gobs off a little bit and shouts at the team but it wasn't there's no you know you know people like as say what you want about van dyke he has got that sort of like thing about that he he makes people better around him like he made gomez around he makes lovren look fucking better when he's next to him do you know what i mean but that's <laughs> so I, I, i'm i'm wondering if football's changing in the sense of you don't maybe need that anymore if you've just got such drilled uh, footballing perfection that you can rely on that but maybe that's what Chelsea want to do but I think yeah go on I think, mate I think, I think it works for some time period but if you go look at uh, Madrid for example you know they lost a leader like Ronaldo mm. it's just simply changed fully they might do well in Champions League still yeah. I think I think you might do well overall in a season but I think with that type of characters, you go further in the long run. And, you know, if you've got a long-term plan like Sari does, that's where it benefits you. Mm. Um, obviously, Van Dijk, I'm a big fan of. You know, even with the price tag, I, I wanted Chelsea to get him at the time. Yeah. to them. Um, I agree with you. He, he makes players around him better, for mm. sure. Um, JT did that as well. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I tell you what. I think we both sort of in agreement uh, just to round up this sort of section that 
again, it's the same sort of old story that it gets rotated. There is a lack of quintessential Chelsea-esque leaders, but maybe that can develop in certain characters. Maybe we can bring someone in. But I think more importantly, if we develop the style and the performances, that will speak more volumes in terms of... Because, you know, we won't be in the position where we need someone, everyone's to kick each other's asses. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I want to talk about um, transfers quickly, mate. And then um, I want to talk about your YouTube channel and stuff. So let's cool. move on to transfers. Right. So Murata, Sadiq, uh, <laughs> I think we probably both agree it's not worked generally. Um, do you think, I mean, we're going to get on to what we think is going to happen to him and what we're going to do with a striker situation. But do you think... Um, it ever could have worked do you think things could have panned out differently um i want to get your initial thoughts on on the spaniard dude yeah i mean when he first came i think he done well personally yeah i was, uh, I was buzzing yeah yeah i was buzzing he came off the bench even when we lost and he scored against united the header mm. that everyone was like murata over lukaku yeah yeah um, yeah yeah and when he sorry mate i didn't mean to interrupt you but when he came off the bench with burnley he looked like a leader he scored picked up the ball ran to the center circle do you know what i mean yeah yeah, sorry, yeah. go on mate go on yeah no it's no he, he was hyped for it and mm. for me where it changed was the injuries first of all i i, I think people forget that these professionals are humans um, you know, they go through a lot. And I think this injury reminded me of Torres at Liverpool, where he played through the 4-1 win against United in 2010. Yeah. It was at Old Trafford when they won. He played through injections. After that game, he actually lost a yard in pace. The mm. move there. And Chelsea snapped him up for £50 million And uh, Liverpool were laughing. Because <laughs> they knew they got rid of him. And... Overall, Torres did well in terms of, you know, getting us Champions, Champions League, League yeah, yeah. And stuff like that. So I see a similar situation to Marisol where he played through injury. He was forced to play through injury, as he came out and said, um, which which is a devastating thing for a player, personally. And yeah. I understand that concept. He went through a few personal issues, yeah, yeah. like everyone does. Like William, he, went, he, he lost his mother. Mm. You know, he went off form for a bit. Yeah. At the time. So, you know, everyone has a bad patch. Yeah. You've got to have a level of compassion to a degree, but you're a sure. professional as well. So, after X amount of time, you know. For just... sure. And for me, that injury that he was going through has affected his game overall. Mm. Um, but also, I believe the way the team play doesn't suit uh, the striker in general. Um, yes. Uh, you know, maybe Giroud link up play helps him. Uh, suit sorry ball but personally an aerial threat up top we don't cross the ball you know we don't make those types of crosses you yeah. might get you want to play through the middle basically. it's a bounce yeah Giroud's more appropriate because he's a bouncing board for, yeah. for wide forwards but even that isn't enough it's not I mean he looked great when he was just feeding Hazard assists for ages but he sure. um, but like you say you're right to sort of pick up on it's still not enough if we're going to be top 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 we need the ultimate sorry ball striker don't we yeah well okay so that so let's 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 talk about it <laughs> let's move on so I've, I think with Morata um, like you say 
he's probably the biggest example of a mental fragility and I think that was evident even before he came to Chelsea there's all these stories about him at Juve where sort of he cried in the dressing room to Buffon and I think Buffon slapped him about a little bit and tried to make him buck up but you know anyway I don't want to get into that (laughs) he wasn't in the match though squad uh, last game he's been confirmed fit I personally think this is because he's being wrapped up sort of tuned up to be shipped out Uh, next month Um, whether that's on a permanent sale I think that's unlikely personally because I feel like Chelsea are quite a canny club uh, financially and I think we'd probably make a loss whereas if they loan him for six months he scores goals in an easier league and really benefits a team out there then he will look more valuable and suddenly he'll be more of an asset um, before I get your thoughts on this, I'm going to sort of run the theory that you've probably heard a bit more with Iguain. He's um, not only is he, uh, well, he's like he's, he's got this sort of like paternal son relationship with Sari. Obviously, he broke the scoring record in Serie A under Sari, which all sounds great. And he knows Sari ball backwards. All sounds great. Um, he is fat. He's old. <laughs> Um, the league might absolutely butcher him but he could be great for six months on a six month loan uh, with Morata going to AC Milan for six months maybe 18 month loan with a deal there obviously we'd have to include Juventus because they still own him I think and then maybe I think this is what Nini said on his um, YouTube channel I think maybe Chelsea would go in for a striker in the summer provided we don't have a ban let's not get into that in this podcast (laughs) but uh, what do you think man about Higuain Uh, do you think there's anyone better do you think what I said is like a suitable situation or what are you feeling man Uh, what you said is is what's going to happen do I think suitable no Uh, the reason why is because he he done very well under Sarri because Sarri had the players he needed. And with his current team, he doesn't have that. And also, I'm not personally a big fan of him, but yesterday I wanted him, I I don't know if you saw my tweet, I said just bring him in because we need a striker in general. So it's a bit of a trial and error. Uh, Risk him for a couple of months, see how he is. Is he going to turn on that Falcon and Pato? Hopefully not. Fucking Pato. I always always forget about Pato, man. I love Power Man. I think he, I think he should have done a lot better. But, do you know what? Do you know what? Right. Okay. So when it, there was like a website, you know, has Pato played for Chelsea yet? Because remember, he didn't play for ages, and it was like he came on and for, after being started. If he like was with us for two months before playing, but he had that happy little face. He looked so happy. He was called Pato, which means duck. It was all seemed quite fun and friendly. And I was like, oh, imagine if you know a little duck is just sick head <laughs> but, <laughs> it just never really happened for him but um yeah it's like this in Matt Miazga as well then we signed him yeah yeah for sure mm. for sure and Go on, man, what's yeah. worrying what's worrying as well is that Higuain only has five goals this season <laughs> yeah well Higuain yeah he's got five yeah, goals yeah. I think it's less than Myrtle yeah yeah that's 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 but that's worrying for me and he probably wants to get out of AC Milan personally himself he wouldn't mind coming he no. said he would I'm yeah. sorry so yeah, well, it's he, just Chelsea. Yeah, he came. Yeah, he said he came out and said uh, in the summer. I think he said, "Yes, yeah, sorry, wanted me, but the club and the fans didn't." Yeah. <laughs> but I think that might have changed a little bit now. I mean, 
two or three years ago when he broke the record and he was like 29 years old. I mean, it would have been nice. He was a really desired striker. Obviously, well, Juventus bought him, you know, and they're like the powerhouse in Italy. So back then, if you said he's coming to Chelsea, you would have been a bit like, you would have probably been a bit like how Lewandowski looked last season. You know, like 29, yeah. an absolute beast in his league. Um you know, untested in the Premier League, but he he's talked about as one of the best strikers in the world. Uh, obviously, like, I wouldn't want Lewandowski now because 29 is, like, really the max age you want to get a striker. I mean, generally, Chelsea would want to get it at the sort of Morata age where we've got Morata or Lukaku. I think they're the same age. Yeah. It's like Aubameyang. I think we said no to Aubameyang because maybe he's 29 going on 30 now, but obviously he's banging in for Arsenal. But I'm still not 100%... I flip flop on Aubameyang because although he's so good, he's just like a he's like a he's a killer, isn't he? Um, in terms yeah, of yeah. goals, I can understand from the club's perspective in terms of a long term investment. And if they're trying to be clever and get like younger players in, it's hard to hate on that. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, I, like like you said, just get him in, Iguain. I think. Um, it would just be interesting, wouldn't it? <laughs> See what happens. <laughs> like, get him in sure. a get him in it's a not shirt. Happen, it's a yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so, man. You, you probably it looks looking like it. It'll be interesting, wouldn't it? Um, I mean, you just think maybe he's having like a bad time in Milan as well because he didn't have a great time at Juve as well, man. He didn't post the numbers anywhere near. I think he got like seventeen league goals when like you got like. You know, you got Mohamed Salah numbers like you got like thirty two or something, didn't they? You're one. worrying me, man. You're worrying me even more now. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. But what I'm saying is right. So yeah, it wasn't great at Juve, but what, what I'm sort of alluding to is maybe it's all of this has been like shit ever since because he didn't have his, you know, his homie Sari telling him what to do. So maybe it, because maybe Sari's looked at his time at Juve, he's looked at his time at Milan, and was like. Yeah, that's been no good because you're not doing X, Y, and Z, you know, that, or that's not happening to your strengths, which is what happened under me. And maybe, I could, even even if it's like a, a, sh- a shit version, you know, that at Chelsea, imagine if he comes in and scores like eight league goals and gets two assists in six months. That'd be fine, right? Like, yeah. Um, so, that way. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, and he's. Top, top. Yeah, yeah. He can, can he. Is he cup tied to the Europa? I uh, I think he might be. I'm, admit, I'm actually not sure. It could be. He could that's be that's an interesting one because I think yeah, I think AC Milan are in the Europa. Yeah, league. yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, whatever. He could be the. He could be like a top four fail safe thing. Anyway, um, all right, man. Before before I want to get onto your YouTube channel and stuff, is there any? I mean, that like you say, very likely striker situation. Yeah, it doesn't. Look, you know, it looks like the whole Callum Wilson thing was a bit of a just sort of story in the air um do you think i mean we can talk about what the team what it needs generally and that you know we could spend ages on that but do you think um anyone else will come in in january for this uh transfer window um apologies if i pronounce his name wrong hi Serge. he said what his name is oh the right back Right back, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm gonna be keeping an eye on him uh, during during this whole window. Uh, you know, maybe it might not happen, but I think more talks will happen about this guy. Yeah, I think his agent uh, didn't his agent come out and say some shit. Yeah, his agent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So his agent, I think he might have said like, "Oh, yeah, there's been talks." Obviously, that would that would go with what you said in terms of make getting a really appropriate player for the system in to sort of benefit it, but. Um, 
uh, he'd probably have to accept it would be at best a 50-50 rotation with Aspi purely because Aspi is son and it's just son the new um, For sure. uh, big big well, long term contract but what is it's like the big away games or the big games Aspi can play because we're not going to be as uh, risk risk going forward basically yeah. so yeah, yeah. I can't see that but I mean at the home games where you play you know you're Leicester you yeah. want Sky to go forward and make that run and yeah. go, you know, make that final pass in. No, that's a that's a good point. Well made, uh, Sadiq. And um, yeah, and obviously, yeah. So it could be like a fifty-fifty rotation between two very very good players for different reasons for different opponents, rather than being this like A team and B team situation. Um, and obviously, we'd we um, we'd assume that would be the end of Zappa Costa, um, which yeah, I don't think anyone's. Gonna cry, <laughs> cry for him, are they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, man. So, worldwide, Chelsea is your sort of brand online. Um, your Twitter, you've got a great following. Um, you, you come out with some great stuff on there, man. Great content. Um, I urge all the listeners to go and follow Sadiq at Worldwide Chelsea. Um, yeah. But you also have a YouTube channel. Yes, that you uh, that you do. Do you want to uh, just tell the listeners about your kind of what you do on the YouTube channel, what you talk about, where to find it? Yeah, so worldwide chills on all platforms: Snapchat, mm. Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. So on YouTube, I do previews, pre-recorded uh, the night before the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, for your stats, I don't think many channels on YouTube give a lot of stats between the two teams that are playing yeah. with Chelsea. Um, I also then just clarify what Sari says in it, in his press conference and the injuries and stuff and my predictions and then get you guys to obviously comment your predictions and your lineup. Yeah. Um, in the review is where it all stands out. Straight after the game, within five minutes, I do a live stream because everyone's active and you know they're hyped after the result um, and everyone gives their opinions. And what I like to do is give my opinion and discuss with everyone in the live chat their opinion which is why the review goes to about 20 minutes to about an hour mm-hmm. where I discuss many things and we go on to speak about a lot of things. So that's where, personally, my channel stands out, obviously short term. Mm-hmm. And during the transfer window, I'll be doing many collabs uh, with big accounts, Nini FC, Alex Goldberg, Eunice HH, maybe yourself as well if you're free. Uh, yeah, man, I'd love to, yeah. Um, you know, many accounts, I'll be doing collabs when transfer talks come out, especially... The Hugain one looks most likely, mm-hmm. but I'm hoping for some surprises. Um, and yeah. obviously, I'll be heading to Stamford Bridge on the last day of the window, where I chill with 100% Chelsea and, you know, get the final transfers get, get in. Some, yeah, and, get some uh, opinions in. That sounds cool. Yeah, and I'll, uh, I'm sure everyone who's listened to this episode have enjoyed our chat. Sadiq's a really cool guy. He's obviously very chill, easy to talk to, but he knows... A lot about Chelsea FC and has some good opinions in both sort of, um, well, statistical and sort of objective, subjective. So I'd urge all the subscribers to this podcast to go and subscribe to uh, his media platforms. Go and check out his YouTube um, because I'll, I'll be lurking in there more and more. And uh, Sadiq, man, it's been it's been awesome, mate. I, uh, thank you very much for coming on the podcast. I hope you do come on again, mate. Thank you, thank you for sure, definitely. Uh, we'll definitely plan out something again. 
Um, it's been a very good time on podcast. You know what? Before doing Jimmy's podcast recently, I never knew how much the demand was in podcasts. People <laughs> actually like listening to it on the way to work before they see yeah, and man. stuff. So That's it. it's good, man. Keep what you're doing. Um, obviously, I'll be supporting what, what you're doing. Cool. Uh, maybe one day I might create it myself. But we shall see. I love it. Let's see that. Thanks again, dude. Thank you. Another big thank you to Sadiq Worldwide Chelsea. Um, yeah, what a great episode, guys. Another another banger. Really love talking to him. Um, yeah, like I said in the recording, go and check out all this stuff. Worldwide Chelsea on all media platforms, social media. Um, if you've enjoyed the Yannick on Chelsea podcast, like I usually plug, please subscribe to my pod and whatever app you use. And if you really want to help me out, uh, take a few seconds and give me a five-star rating on iTunes. Maybe write a nice little review because that really helps me out. And we're all one big football family. Um, yeah, just to let you guys know, the potential exciting project coming up with the Attacking 2 podcast, uh, Jimmy and Andy, we're looking to do something over the next month uh, for transfers. So, thanks again, guys. Up the Chelsea. Keep the blue flag flying high, carefree, wherever you may be, listener. And I'll see you later, mate.